The Cost Camps Coaches Show, episode 27. Coaches, welcome to the Cost Camps Coaches Show. Today's guest is Coach Jason Warner. Coach Warner is the head football coach at New Oxford High School. He's a 2004 graduate of Susquehanna University. He coached at the New Oxford and at the junior high for six seasons. Um, after that, he was a JV coach for New Oxford for, for three or four seasons. You'll, you'll have to get in. And then he's going to kind of describe how he became the head coach at New Oxford. Coach, how – so – I guess how many seasons have you been the head coach? I guess would be the, the best question to ask you right away. Um, the, we just uh, we just finished our fourth season together. Okay. Uh, the, the staff and I that that you know once I got hired in uh, 20, 2018 would have been my first my first season as the as the head coach. So, so you're going into your fifth season. Yes. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Correct. Correct. Well, let me back so, up a step. Let me just welcome yep. you coach to the okay yeah coach no appreciate it. if you want to say hi to everyone out there yeah appreciate it thanks coaches for tuning in today uh hope hope uh, hoping that you know we can talk about a few things that you know you can take away from this and and you know apply to your programs or or uh you know anything that you have to offer you know uh, feel free to reach out to me as well um you know because we're always learning in our profession so thanks mark for having me on the show well that's kind of been a theme among these these episodes you know a lot of coaches have mentioned that how this is a constant learning process and the best way to learn is from each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, coach, if you want to pick it up there um, and just talk about your, your journey to becoming a head coach. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I was blessed with the opportunity to get hired by my, by my alma mater. Uh, you know, so I graduated from New Oxford in 2000. Uh, I played football during my time there uh, under Jardy Lawrence, who was, who was the longest tenured head coach in New Oxford history. I'm, hoping God willing and my wife willing to, to maybe break that record of being the longest tenured coach, but uh, that'll be down the road. Um, and, uh, you know, so I got hired by New Oxford in 04. And uh, at the time, Jardy was still the head coach. That was his last season. He brought me on as a junior high coach and I coached in the junior high for six seasons. Uh, and then uh, Matt Muller was the, the head coach for a, a time in there. And he brought me up to the, the JV level and I coached with Matt for three seasons and um, I applied when Matt when Matt stepped down, I applied for the head job and, and um, unfortunately did not uh, get the head job. And the gentleman who was hired, uh, who's at Fairfield now, he kept me on his staff, which I was very gracious for that. Um, and I coached another three seasons and then uh, applied for the, the head job or as intern head coach for a year, um, sort of stepped in in, in like a weird you know, situation scenario. Um, applied one more time uh, and and did not get it, and uh, used uh, that time to explore some other opportunities. Nothing really came to fruition, um, so just focused on family, focused on learning, you know, trying to you know kind of stay sharp, you know, the best I could, and and, and so forth. Um, and then two years later, I had the opportunity again, and um, you know, most of my friends and family told me I was crazy for for applying a third time. <laughs> But uh, third time was the charm. So um, in 18, I, I took over the program, I, you know, put together a staff that I think does a fantastic job. And I think any coach, head coach out there can attest to the fact that, you know, the, the staff that you put together, if you can find a group of men that cares about kids first, you know, that you're going to be able to do, you know, special things, you know, 
on and off the football field. And that's really what we have in New Oxford. Uh, and I owe a lot to the guys that are on my staff. Um, but uh, yeah, since then we've, we've kind of, you know, tried to just chip away at, at you know, you know, turning, turning some things around a little bit at New Oxford. And, you know, we've traditionally not been a very strong fo- football program. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that we've had a decade. Uh, see, football started in New Oxford in 1974, and I don't know that we've had a decade uh, where we finished the decade above 500. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, so during the interview process, I, I did a lot of research. You know, I was a New Oxford grad, so I knew, I knew like of my era, you know, and and I, I can remember in '96 going to Hershey Park Stadium playing Mannheim Central for the, the district championship. I was a ninth grader at the time, so I wasn't on the field, you know, but I remember going to watch. I mean, it was, it was awesome, you know, played Jeff Smoker. He was the quarterback at Mannheim Central. Uh, probably a name you recognize, went oh, yeah. to Michigan yeah. State. And, uh, you know, we came up short in that game against them. But, that I mean, that was really the pinnacle, I think, of the program for uh, the longest time. But we still finished the nineties below 500. You know what I mean? Um, and, and during the interview process, I I did a lot of research because I, I found it difficult to answer questions from folks, you know, regarding, you know, what are you going to do to restore the winning tradition, you know, of the program, you know, and when you really do the research there, there is no winning tradition, (laughs) you know, we're, we're a a school that's of, you know, um, a rural school district, um, hardworking kids, hardworking families, you know, a lot of blue collar. And, uh, you know, we've had, we've had good years. We've had good stretches, you know, two, three year stretch of making playoffs, you know, like I described there in the mid nineties, you know, in the mid two thousands, we went 11 and two, uh, made it to the semifinal, <clears throat> the district semifinal, um, you know, but again, sort of like blips, you know, and our goal or my goal when I, when I took over, and the staff that, that, you know, we have it is to sort of flatten that those peaks and valleys a little bit, you know, not that we're still not shooting for the peaks, you know, but we're trying to, you know, our goal is to make sure the valleys aren't so low, I guess, in other words. And, and we really thought that was the, the way to start, you know, and, 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 you know, really try to teach our kids and our players about the history of the program. You know, for instance, last year was, a, was a, our players were, were disappointed you know, so 18, when I took over, we went, we went three and seven, um, you know, but we had won our season opener or excuse me, won our second game of the season against Conestoga Valley. And it was the first win we had in like, I mean, it was like 900 and some days. <laughs> the last win we had was the year I was the interim coach and in 15, we beat, we beat William Penn. Right, I remember, I, I knew there was some, there was two lean yeah. years there. Yeah. You know, we had beat William Penn that year. We were, we were only two and eight that year. We had knocked off uh, Bermudian Springs. It always has a good, a good yep. solid program in our area. We had knocked them off on a last second field goal. And that was like their first loss in like 40 regular season games or something like that. And then we beat William Penn that year. And, and then they hadn't won. We hadn't won a game in, you know, two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. And then that year I took over an 18. We, 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 again, we opened with Bermudian. We took them down to the wire. We completed a pass in the end zone. His time expired. You know, everybody can say what they want. I still say we were in bounds. <laughs> they, they called us out of bounds. We lost the game. But then the next week, week two, we came back, Conestoga Valley at home on, on a Saturday morning. And, and we had a, you know, like a put together an 80-yard 
game-winning drive, you know, and the the excitement <clears throat> from the team, from the fans, you know, that's the stuff that just gets you going, you know, and that's that was really our jumping-off point. So, 19, we had a good season. We went seven and five, made the playoffs. You know, 20, we went undefeated, and um, <clears throat> there was a COVID year, obviously, so we didn't have any non-league games. But we, we, we went undefeated. We won our, our uh, second ever uh, division championship in school history. Uh, we went down to Warwick, played a really good Warwick team, and um, came up short 14-12. Um, had had first and goal from the four, you know what I mean, with, with yeah. under five minutes to play and, and couldn't punch it in, uh, you know, to, to, to steal one from them. But um, and, and last year was funny, Mark, because our, our players talked about how disappointing their season was, you know, and, and it really made myself and the staff reflect. You know, we went six and five. We made we went six and four in the regular season, went made the playoffs, played a really good Shippensburg team round one at ship. And, and you know, they handled us. Um, <clears throat> you know, our defense played played well against a very strong running attack. We, we struggled offensively to get anything going consistently. Makes for a long night. And so we finished the season six and five. Players talk about how disappointed we're in wait a second, fellas. You know, in school history, and in, in 45 years, we've had 15 winning seasons. You know what I mean? Yep. You're one of those, right? This is a, we're on a three-year stretch of making the playoffs. First time in school history we made the playoffs three years in a row. You know, um, you know, so let's not overlook, you know what I mean, what we were able to accomplish. The group of seniors we had when they were freshmen, they went two and seven. All right, guys. So, you know what I mean? Like, you, you got to put this in perspective. And that's really what we tried to change. We found that, you know, in order to change the culture, you have to start to change the perspective mm-hmm. of the people that make up oh, the yeah. program. And that's the players, that's the parents, that's the community. And, and those are some of the things that we've tried to do, you know, as a, as a staff, is, is really start to change the perspective of our players <clears throat> and, and celebrate, you know, celebrate some good things when they happen. You know, and when they don't reflect and, and, and really talk about and dig into what can we do differently to make sure this doesn't happen again or to make it better the next time around. It's funny as coaches um, that we, you know, you, you talked about the, you're talking about that Bermudian game where you had the last second touchdown called back. Mm-hmm. And then you, get, you talk about the Warwick game. You know, those are two, two good teams where you lost and you kind of remember those things. You know, as oh, yeah. coaches, we really, <laughs> we dwell on those losses a lot. You know, we think yes. about those games, the close games we could have lost. Oh, players, the Warwick game still every yeah. day, man. Every day, players, day goes by. <laughs> yeah, players do the same thing, you know. Yes. and you probably think games that you played in high school or you played in college mm-hmm. that that were close games that you could have won and, and uh, or should have won, whatever. And you know they they sting you. So like, it, I guess it's kind of human nature to think. Mm-hmm. I don't, Absolutely, I don't want to say it's negative thinking, but to, but to kind of like think about those tough losses. But you, I mean, and then you also talked about other, you know, big time games that you, that you can remember too. So it kind of goes both ways. Um, and and that's the part that we really like our program. You know, we, we sort of build it on on three pillars, if you will: okay. faith, family, and faith, family, and future. Right. And 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 that's where we talk about the character development and you know trying to develop young men of integrity and all these types of things and you know uh, trying to get our players to understand that. You know, hard work, right? Right. Hard work is what has to happen. You know, all the potential in the world doesn't win a game, right? It's the work and the preparation. And when those two, when those two pieces come together, if we work hard and we prepare, you know, the results on the field will speak for themselves. 
you know, you might get outplayed by a good ship team or by, you know, a good Warwick team, but <clears throat> you're going to be in the game, you know, and you're going to feel like what, and, and that's what makes, I think that's what makes those losses sometimes yeah. so difficult, right. knowing what you put into it. Do you know what I mean? But Hey, that's, I mean, that's why you play the game. Right. So, um, you know, we really talk about like those, those pillars and faith, faith, you know, faith means a lot of things, you know, today's day and age, Sometimes hard to talk about faith in, in, in any one specific God or things like that. You know, while, you know, my family believes, you know, in, in the Christian God and so forth. You know, we have we have a kid who's a Muslim on our team. We have, you know, all sorts of, uh, you know, all shapes and sizes, if you will. So we talk some about you know, Christian faith, but we also talk a lot more about faith in each other. Okay. Faith in the program, faith in the system. You know what I mean? Like, and if you believe in these these things like you can't touch those things right but but you know when you're part of it you can feel it you know <clears throat> and uh you know so that's what we talk about when we talk about faith family you know the colonial family you know their family at home respecting you know your mom and dad and those types of things and then the future piece is the one that that we really try to talk about in that yeah we want you to have a future in football but more importantly i want you to have a future as a father Right. And and that that piece, you know, for me is is the most important part that these guys learn what it means, you know, to to be somebody who is accountable, you know, somebody who is dependable, responsible, because there's going to come a day when they have that little guy looking up to them. You know what I mean? And they need to know how to behave and, and act well and, and do right for their family. So we, we focus on that a lot um, and we do that. You know, through again, we're we're still in the infant stages. I hope of this of of our tenure together. You know, the staff and I. Um, <clears throat> you know, and we've we've each year tried to add something to the pro. You know what I mean to the program yeah. to to build that. You know, one thing that we do is we we instead of team captains, we have squad leaders. So we break our team up into squads, and typically we choose about eight squad leaders. You know, in the first year we did it. <clears throat> we just assigned kids to squad leaders, tried to spread them out talent wise and so forth. And then the second year we did it, you know, he said, wait a second, why don't we give the kids some autonomy? Right. So we had a draft and we drafted squads, you know, so the squad leaders all zoomed with me and <clears throat> we had the, the coaches still grouped the kids based on talent experience, you know, so forth. And then they, and then we drafted them, you know, we had three rounds. And uh, so the squads got to pick their kids and then we use those for competitions. We compete all the time. We compete in the weight room. We compete on the field. We have a competition every day as part of our practice, what we do. And that might not always be football related. You know, it could be, could be, you know, school related. It could be conditioning related. It could be lifting related. You know, it just, it doesn't matter. We're competing. And then we use those squads for those competitions. This, and, this uh, has come <clears throat> up um, a few times in, in these interviews. Okay. Yeah, um, we. I, I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I'm, I'm coaching at Lower Dolphin now. Okay, I'm an assistant coach and our head coach. He he is he's been batting around doing this, um, mm -hmm. and he's he wants the coaches to kind of be involved in picking the mm -hmm. the, the teams because he's yep. not sure the players know each other well enough or would, would sure. almost get clicky and they just pick their friends or whatever. Do you yes. find any of that happening? Well, and that's why when we set the draft up, we 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 group them first. Okay. Like here's pool A. Okay, know, gotcha. So we draft everybody in pool A. 
here's pool B. And the way we did it, Mark, was we did our, our sort of what we consider our, our, our like the squad leaders are your kids who you hope the kids you're grooming to be your leaders. Right. Okay. right? So pool A then is sort of like those next guys up. You know what I mean? Like guys who will potentially be a leader, guys who are talented, guys who are returning starters. Pool B would be that next that next group. You know what I mean? Like, And then pool C was the fringe guys. So these are guys who may or may not come back out for the team or guys who played maybe as a 10th grader but didn't come out as an 11th grader. We want them back as a 12th grader. Yeah, so we even draft kids that aren't in the program. Okay. We I draft gotcha. them That's into a squad. And then, then it's that squad leader's job to get that kid on the team. So will you have those guys then draft all of Pool A until the Pool A is yes, done? Correct. And then you'll introduce Pool out. B, yep. and then correct. it kind of starts yep. over again. Okay, yes. yep. I got it. Yep. And and then we did that last year. It worked great. You know, we we you know, and and Good. it was funny because like you know we had some one liners during the draft, and some of the assistant coaches tuned in. So it was kind of like a it was like a, a we we made a like an afternoon of it, and you know I. One guy drafted like two or three guys in a row. <clears throat> I was like, boy, I don't know, man. Your your squad GPA is going down, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they're they're kids who, you know, they're good kids, yeah. but they struggle in school and or they kind of goof off a little bit sometimes when they shouldn't. And we had a laugh, you know, whatever about it. But uh, I said, you have a big task ahead of you, though. You know what I mean? That's you know, because that's on the squad leader. Is is are are your guys eligible? Are they turning in work? Are they, you know what I mean? Are they doing what they're supposed to do as a student athlete? And, you know, we try to give each year maybe a little more responsibility to the squad leaders as that go between, you know, from the staff to the team. Are you, do you do it? You know, you're going back to your three pillars, your, your faith, family, and future. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything with that? Like, are there certain parts to that that you'll do to kind of like build on those and kind of show the players that this is definitely something we want to instill in you guys? I mean, we, the first, and, I, and that's, you know, I'm glad you asked because the first few years, you know, it's more or less been, you know, us talking to the kids mm-hmm. about it. Yep. Now we do <clears throat> during the COVID year, we put together like a, we just call it our spring zoom series and we've actually continued that now. And, and we're getting ready to, to, to go with that here soon in the next couple of weeks. But so in the spring zoom series, then we started to, to put in there, you know, pieces about the, you know, those pillars. So we, you know, whether it be a, a Ted talk, you know what I mean? That, that, you know, somebody gave or whether it be, you know, <clears throat> maybe like a scene from a movie. And then, you know, we ask the players to watch it and then we talk about it, we discuss it, you know, how it fits into, you know, what we're, what we're trying to do. Um, and like, like I said, each year now we've, we were trying to develop that, you know, cause I'm kind of a, when I, when I started this thing, you know, and, and, the benefit of being on multiple staffs in the past is, you know, I don't want to bite off this big bite that we can't chew. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I like ideas. Let's, let's bring ideas, but then let's make sure we start small, let it grow, you know, <clears throat> rather than start I've, big. And then you can't, you can't do it all. Heard a lot of like CEO type people talk about that too. Yeah. Not getting too big you know, too quickly. Correct. Yep. So our next step here with this, I'm glad you asked is, you know, <clears throat> we're putting together like a leadership, basically like a leadership pro developmental program. <clears throat> so next year, um, and I haven't rolled this out to the team yet, but the assistant coaches and myself have been working on this is uh, <clears throat> next year. What we're going to do is I'm going to ask our school administration for time. You know, I think we're going to start this as a club 
at school and it's going to be our leadership council, you know, like colonial football leadership council. Okay. And that, that meet, that'll meet, you know, two Fridays a month. Okay. And then we, we've been putting together basically many lessons the staff has that will facilitate with that group of kids. So again, start small, right? We, something we thought like we'd love to do this with the whole team, but to get 60 guys together, you know what I mean? Yep. Is a lot. So we're going to start with a, with a small group first and, and see how it goes, work out the kinks, and then, you know, kind of use that as a jumping off point. But again, that's where we're going to work in those ideas of, you know, I mean, yeah, leaders are born in a sense, but you still got to, you got to teach kids. You got to teach kids how to be leaders. And, and that's really the next piece that we're getting into, you know, and, and even with that whole leadership program and squad leader program this year, different than past years, as we made the kids apply to be squad leaders okay. so we put together we put together a google form they had to they had to write a couple of responses almost like they're applying for college yep. they're applying for like a scholarship they had to have teacher references um you know and then <clears throat> you know we just kind of said you know what let's, let's see because maybe some kids that we think are leaders they might not they might not want to be leaders right you know, or like vice point. versa. You never know. You never know unless yeah. you ask. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. So we put that out there as like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do applications this year. We had, I think we had twenty kids out of our sixty some kids apply to be a squad leader. So now the staff's kind of going through the applications. We're reading through. You know, we're using like you know GPA. You know, uh, are you accountable in school? You know, you know, get in trouble that kind of stuff. You know, whatever. And then we're gonna we're gonna contact some of the references just to see like, hey, is this really? This is how they describe themselves in class. Can you attest this as, as their teacher? You know, that kind of thing. So um, I'm excited to, to kind of start digging into that, you know, because by the end of April, we'll, we'll reveal who those squad leaders are when we start our spring Zoom series. So You've mentioned Zoom. You've mentioned yep. Google Forms. These are all kind of things, you know, technologically speaking, which weren't really things five, ten years <laughs> ago. But I mean, but our players, you know, they're they're living in a just a, a, a world that's that's changing so quickly because of technology. So yes. just using that stuff, it's almost weird how that kind of gives you a little bit of credibility. But I've learned using Zoom, whether it's a live meeting or you can you know recording something on Zoom that's that's a short video <laughs> of a point you want to get across. Sometimes it's more effective than getting guys in a, in a meeting room and and trying to get that point across. Yes, and they can do it from their home too. Yeah, like our, right. our our spring Zoom series, it's like a basically all it is. Mark is a five week series. Week one, I talk about leadership, you know, kind of inter- introductory thing, and then we do two. Uh, we alternate every other week: offense, defense, offense, defense. It's really where we start to install, you know. And it's the five weeks leading up to our spring mini camp. So the last week of school, we have what we call our spring mini camp, where we basically just have spring practice for a week. Um, and, um, you know, and that, the, the zoom series sort of leads up to that. And then the mini camp sort of is the kickoff to our summer. So when did you say you do the mini camp, uh, mini camps, the last week of school. Okay. Just for those that don't know, uh, coach Warner's another, he's another football coach. That's also, he's the head track, right? You're the head track coach at New Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Right. And saying that mentioned that on a previous podcast, I learned, there's a lot, I'm learning a lot of football coaches or track coaches. Oh, so you're the head boys coach. Correct. Okay, I got you. That just seems to be something that's a common theme among football coaches. Well, it's nice because I, I, I pretty much tell our football guys, if you're not in a spring sport, you're doing track. Yeah. Do you have <laughs> another then, coach then doing something in the weight room? 
we do like so uh, well we we do and we don't unfortunately our um a guy who coached who coached for i mean it's like 39 years something like that he was coached when i played i had it on staff our quarterbacks coach mike marshall just resigned just retired officially okay and he's like 70 73 72 and um <clears throat> he was always our weight room guy so you know we we had to rely on a couple volunteers a couple guys we have a a guy, a teacher in the, in the building who's real into like the CrossFit stuff, Olympic lifts, those kind of things. And he, he's volunteering his time, which is great because, you know, he's already sees these kids in the classroom. He's well-versed in, in the lifts that we do. <clears throat> and he's, and he's, he's a trainer himself. You know what I mean? So like he comes in, he's, he's helping the kids, he's lifting with the kids. It's actually been great. Um, so while we miss the guy who, who just retired, who I, um, you know, the guy that that's filling in right now in the weight room helps a lot because a lot of our coaches coach. We have um, almost all of our coaches coaches spring sport, actually. OK, interesting. whether okay. whether it be junior high track, varsity track, one one guy's a volleyball coach. You know, so we have guys sort of doing everything, <clears throat> but um, keeps our players involved, though. You know, and they see that. Yeah, I, I'm OK with you being a multi-sport athlete. I'd love you. I, you know, I, I love cross training. You know, I had. You know, I, I pray, praise our guys and we give them credit for participating in other sports. At the beginning of interv- the interview, you talked about your uh, the you you were you interviewed to be a coach, the head coach, and you got turned down. And then you interviewed again, you got turned down. And the, you said you mentioned the third time was a charm. Am I right in saying that, that you interviewed yeah, three yeah, times? Yeah. Before you... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in real- reality, though, it, the third time was a charm for the school district for the for the high school for, in hiring you they got it wrong twice and, and now you're you're starting to pick things up and you know your seniors this year have, you know to their their record is probably better than any other senior classes record in a long time at new oxford yes yep can is there anything you don't have to go into details or anything but is what about the interview process what did you learn about that i mean did you did you take a different approach each time or was it because there were different people interviewing? How, how did that go? Um, I mean, some of it, honestly, like I think, I think the first time I interviewed, I, I told them what I thought they wanted to hear. Okay. You know, gave, gave, gave what they would tell you are the, are the good answers, right. you know, but, but probably didn't separate myself from, from the people that I interviewed against. Um, <clears throat> and even the second time around, I think was very similar. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I didn't take it seriously, but I think as the interim head coach, I kind of felt like I had a really good shot. You know what I mean? Like, yes. um, <clears throat> you know, but it just, just didn't work out that way and that's okay. Um, but the third time, I'll be honest, the third time I just, I feel like I was just as honest as I could be. And, um, I talked a lot less about football the third time I interviewed than the first two times. I can tell you that. Um, and a lot more about, you know, <clears throat> like, you know, a lot more about commitment, a lot more about, um, you know, teaching kids how to be men, you know, and, and trying to do the right thing and those types of things. Um, you know, and, and I really steered almost every question in those two directions and talked a lot less about football. Um, and and I, I threw facts too. You know, I, I, you know, I was telling you about, I, I had my note card, man. And I had like, you know, when I, when I got the question about, 
what are you gonna do to restore the tradition? I asked I asked the person, well, I'm not sure what tradition you're speaking of. Because <laughs> right here is where, you know what I mean? Here, here are the records. And I cited them, you know what I mean? And, and just kind of like laid it out there of like, no, because that's not the important part. You know what I mean? We're we're a we're a small school in South Central Pennsylvania. You know, we're not a St. Joe's prep, we're not a cathedral prep. You know what I mean? We're not we're not a football school. Okay, so what can what can we be, though? Right. We can be a group of people who who, you know, conditions these boys into becoming men and hopes that someday they can be good fathers and good husbands and be good employees and all those sorts. You know, what I mean, so I just kind of really tried to steer everything that direction, because I think, you know, our job at the high school level to, to a great extent has to start there. Um, and I mean, that's just what I believe in. It's what our staff believes in. I think, I think we've been able to, to, to do that. And I think we've been able to teach our kids what preparation means. We prepare the, the amount of time we spend in, we, you know, we've had to come to terms with on the field time isn't always the best time, you know, and we've, we've really done a lot more in the classroom. We've done a lot more on zoom. We've done a lot more on huddle. You know, so that on Friday nights, our kids are prepared more mentally than anything. That's interesting. And, and, you know, yeah, on the field time is great. Don't get me wrong. But, but our, we feel like our kids going into a Friday night game, there's no surprises, you know, and and that's a tribute to our, our coaching staff. I think our, like I said before, I cannot give enough credit to, to our staff in the way that we prepare our kids. And you reference like Google. I mean, we, all of our, all of our game plan goes into a Google slideshow, Google okay. slideshow. We upload that into Nearpod. Every kid, you know, we, we put it out there for every kid to view Sunday night, you know, we is our staff meeting night. So every kid gets that. Um, and then that way, every kid, whether you're playing JV on Monday or not, they already have, they have the game plan. They see what the adjustments are. They see what, you know, maybe the trick play of the week is they see what, you know, the other teams, you know, best and worst, best and worst are, what are we going to attack? What are we going to, you know, try to, um, you know, sort of, you know, <clears throat> center our game plan around, um, you know, our, we spend a lot of time on our depth charts, making sure the players working hard are rewarded for their hard work. We choose, we handpick our scout teams, you know, for offense, defense, special teams. Um, you know, we put a lot of time as a staff into making sure that every minute of practice is accounted for. And, and there's no downtime, you know, we're every five minutes and we're hitting the whistle to the next session, you know, or, you know, the horn to, to whatever. So it's just, we film every practice, every practice is filmed. We evaluate the practice film. The kids get a huddle, a huddle playlist, you know what I mean? The, the day after or that evening, you know, they'll get the huddle playlist in their, in their inbox and it'll have, you know, comments from their coaches, you know, during inside period or during seven on seven. Um, you know, why did you check to this coverage? We should be in this coverage. Or did you see the motion? You know, we want to check to this, um, you know, just all those sorts of things. And I think, again, that a tribute to our kids for buying into it and for our coaches for for dedicating their time to be able to to make sure our guys are prepared. And I think that's been the difference maker for us. And, you know, the the better we get at that, I think the better we get on the field. Coach, what you talked about, you talked to you, there's two things you mentioned in there that I'm not sure every staff every high school staff takes advantage of but i think they're, they're so important so i'm just going to kind of reiterate or highlight two yep. of the things you said that what you talked about your depth chart 
personnel, I, first of all, going from be, being a player to becoming a coach, I was surprised at how much coaches talk about everybody on the team. Not from yes. from the the worst, at least the the staff yep. that I was on, from the bottom yes. of the from the the bottom of the barrel to the top of the heap. How it's a just a day, it's a constant evaluation. How much the coaches talked about them. So personnel was constantly talked about, and I don't know if every I, you know I think people just kind of they they I don't know if they coast through a season or if they just kind of assume that everybody's on the same page with each other with personnel. That might be a, a some something where that some football programs might be missing that. The uh, the other thing that you brought up, that man, it, it's it's now it's kind of time consuming, but that filming practice and then watching practice and then making sure your players see the corrections, that's so important too. And again, that's something that you can kind of you can make cut ups now and huddle. You can record things on Zoom and send it to a player's phone. And they can just click on a link and watch whatever. <laughs> a four minute cut up of stuff they need to, to improve on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are really some really big points you hit on. You kind of breezed over them, but man, I think they're, they're really important. I wanted to get into more of the, the interview stuff. We can kind of maybe save that for another time. Hey man, anytime you want to talk football, I, I could, I could talk football forever. (laughs) Well, I know you're a busy guy. Not not that, not that we know everything or anything like by any stretch of imagination. We're always, just trying to, you know, we buy into the, the Glazier, the Glazier clinics. Okay. We, we do those, um, which they've, I think the pandemic has really helped with a lot of that, um, you know, because you don't have to actually go on site anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. You can, yep. you can view things online. You know what I mean? Those types of things. Um, you know, and I know like you were talking about podcasts earlier. I know our D coordinator, he's, he's big on podcasts, man. He's always sending links, you know, yeah, for, for hey, send him this link, man. Send it. I will. Don't worry. I will. <laughs> uh, somebody told me just the other day that any member of the Pennsylvania State Football Coaches Association now has a, and I don't know if it's true. I didn't. Tr- I didn't check it out, but now has a whatever a league membership or a, a gold pass to any Glazier Clinic now. And I don't know if it's true. I haven't really? checked it out. I, yeah, I don't know that. So I don't know. I, 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 I need to check that out. Yeah, we just had a league meeting the other night. I don't remember that being brought up. Okay. I don't know about. I'm not sure about that. If 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 we if we because I'm a member of the coach association, but if if we do, I didn't know about it. And I I got paid twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, right. I so, get what you're uh, saying there. I got yeah. to check that out. Well, coach, I'm gonna wrap things. I know you're a busy guy. You got you got three kids and they're running around everywhere playing their own sports. And again, we got another track coach. And the other thing I wanted to mention, coach, you know. A lot of I shouldn't say a lot, but a lot of uh, the interviews I've had have been football coaches who are also they're also math teachers. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I know you're a math teacher, and um, I I know you're very intelligent because I went to college with you. I mentioned Coach was a 2004 graduate of Susquehanna, so am I, and I can assure you that Coach's GPA was much higher, might have been double what mine was, <laughs> and he did it in the in the math program. Which is, uh, you know, I was a business major. Yeah, well, I bet it was pretty high. You're being really high. generous. You're being really generous. <laughs> but I've noticed a lot of a lot of uh, football coaches that are also math teachers. They, it's 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 very interesting what you guys have to say because you kind of think you have a, a, your brain works a different way, I guess. But it's, but well, it's, it's, uh, it's good it's good to pick your guys' brain. I mean, I think some of that shows up in how we plan too. Yeah. We're very systematic. You know what I mean? In our planning, because one of the other guys on the staff is also teaches math and and, you know, he's he's on the defensive side of things. And, 
And I mean, very systematic, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's, he's looking at plays we're going to stop. Well, I mean, I mean, look at it. If we can stop, you know, it's, you know, play like a, <clears throat> you know, we play a couple wing T teams down here and it's like, okay, well, we know what to hang their hat on. Right. Yep. You know, if they're, if they're giving us tight end wing, they're running down and, and, you know, sure. They're going to run counter crisscross you know, or they're going to run, you know, Sally, but they're going to do it three times a game. So we're not going to over, we're not going to over scheme for that. You know, we got to make sure we can, we can stop down because that's what, when, when things go bad, you know what I mean? He, he always has the percentages figured out. Like in this formation, 80% of the time they're running this play to this guy. And and that's what we tell our kids. I mean, we, we teach our kids those things about the teams we play. And that, that was one of those preparation pieces that I think has been just outstanding for us. Well, you, know fo- I mean? uh, you know, high school kids, football is a very complicated game to them. You know, to us, we kind of got it licked. We understand it. But to them, you know, even just their position is really hard to figure out, let alone the the 21 other positions on the field. Yeah. So when they can kind of get things in in like bite-sized pieces, Mm -hmm. you know, that I think that helps them. And and it kind of, you know, first of all, it gives them comfort. They can play with a little more confidence and they they know that you're you're competent. And, you know, I think that's that goes a long way, what you're saying there about, you know, saying they do this this percent of the time and, and breaking things down well, that yeah. way. And when it happens in the game, when it happens in the game, you know what I mean? I, I can recall playing games where, you know, kids on the other, you know, you know friends that, that coach for the other teams or whatever, it's like, you know, our kids were frustrated by the second quarter because we come out and we break the huddle, we line up in a formation, and your your inside linebackers are calling our play. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's, I mean, not every time, but I mean, you, that happens a couple of times and, and, and our kids start to see that, Hey, you know, what coach said was, was right. And, you know, we guessed right or whatever you want to say, cause it still is a guessing game at the end of the day, yep. you know, um, then guess what happens to confidence? Yep. Confidence starts to soar. Yep. Guess what confident players do. Confident players play fast. Yep. Players that play fast win games. You know what I mean? And, and that's just long and short of it. You can, you can, you can definitely out, yeah, you, know, you don't have to always have the most talented guys in the field if you're prepared and, and and you can be confident and play fast. So that's sort of something we pride ourselves in. Well, coach, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate your time and yeah, and you. uh yeah, if, if you have, you know, if we go through this thing again like I don't know, maybe a year down the line or whatever, maybe before then, I'd love to have you on again. I'd love it. All right, coach. Have yourself a good evening, man. Yeah, be too, Mark. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'll do it.